When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 56, as the New York Rangers... Put up zero effort and a 4-0 loss to lose Game 7 against the New Jersey Devils on the road. And it is the end of the 2022-2023 season for the New York Rangers. Just a complete gutless collapse. Seven games against a very good New Jersey Devils team. But this was supposed to be quote-unquote our year and it wasn't and I don't think there's a single Rangers fan who is content with how this ended it's one thing to be competitive it's one thing to lose in overtime it's one thing to uh, put forth the best effort and give energy and show life and show promise and show pride and show guts but the Rangers did not deliver in any of those fashions. It was a complete meltdown. Clearly, there are some deep-seated issues in this locker room. I think things are starting to come to fruition. Uh, This is a solo podcast, as you can see. Andy can't make it tonight. So I am ripping solo in between work calls, which I'm not too... uh, which actually I'm thrilled about because... At this point, I need anything to keep my mind off of what I got to see in person. Um, I went with a good friend, Dave, who was on the podcast prior, and we were excited. You know, I think both of us going into this game thought, you know, we've been here. We've done that. We can be calm, cool, collected. We can win a game seven. We've already won twice in this building. What's one more time? And, you know, I don't think both of us thought the win was guaranteed, but I think both of us thought an effort was going to be guaranteed. And boy, oh boy, was it not. Um, It started right off the bat in the first play where we just can't even get a puck onto the net. Um, You know, there's really nothing to say. Like, it just, you felt like the Rangers just didn't show up. And if you're proud of this effort and you're proud of what the Rangers accomplished this season, uh, God bless you, because you are, you are so optimistic. You are so naive to what really happened this season. And it's, it's from ownership all the way down to, you know, game seven, this whole season has just been a complete fucking letdown. And, you know, Another game where we're 0 for 4 on the fucking power play. 0 for 4 on the fucking power play. It's pathetic. This group is fucking pathetic. 
And I'm sorry if that sounds too harsh, but it's the truth. I mean, Panarin makes $11.6 million. He's probably had, let's go through the whole series. Should we go through it? No, no, you know, I'm not even going to do that because it's, it's the past. It, it's, but I, just in this series alone, let's just say the Rangers, I don't know, seven games on average. Let's just say we had 20 power plays, full power plays, two minutes, the whole series. That's 40 fucking minutes of a man up. And our $11.6 million player cannot score a goal. It's unacceptable. He's got to go. He is the main focus. He is your ace pitcher. He is your quarterback. He is the LeBron James, the Steph Curry. That's who he is to the New York Rangers. He's getting paid like it. The expectation should be there. He is the Connor McDavid. This is the level he has to be at to win a Stanley Cup. This is two years in a row. He's failed to meet those expectations. I think he's failed to meet the expectation the whole season. But we gave him a pass. We gave the New York Rangers a pass. They played a lot of hockey last year. So they're, they're, saving, they're saving some gas in the tank for when the playoffs happen. Okay, fine. Guess what? Games one and two? Okay. Look pretty good, team effort. Panarin wasn't even there. He didn't even get going. Imagine when he gets going. Well, guess what? Game three, when we needed him to step up, he wasn't there. Games four and five, when we got blown out of the buildings, he wasn't there. Game six, when we won, guess what? He wasn't there. That was Chris Kreider. That was Igor Shosturkin. Those are the guys that stepped up. And in game seven, when we needed him the most, he wasn't there. He wasn't there last year. He wasn't there this season. He wasn't the guy in the playoffs. He wasn't there. He makes $11.6 million. He's got to be gone. And if he isn't gone, the New York Rangers will not be winning a Stanley Cup. Because unfortunately, there's a cap. And if you make too much of the cap and you bring nothing to the table, it's detrimental to the, the team and the success. So if he is not gone next year, and we have the same core group, Expect to make the playoffs. Expect an early exit. We are not winning with Artemi Panarin. And now I'm going to get into the coaching. It is on Gallant to get his players going. Is it 100% on Gallant to get his players going? No. Is it up to Gallant to get the best out of his team? Yes. Is it always 100% up to Gallant to get the best out of his team? No. He shares responsibility. I don't know how you could show up after these games and say you thought the effort was there. Where the hell was it? What game were you watching? Because it's pathetic, the effort that they put forth. They were not skating. They were not trying. They were not physical. They were not. You know, looking to get into the dirty spaces to get the job done. They were not willing to do that. They couldn't match jersey speed. They couldn't be physical. They couldn't win pucks along the boards. They were getting knocked around and pushed around by a much smaller team. 
Are the Devils a very good hockey team? Yeah, they're a heck of a good hockey team. Are they better than the New York Rangers? Without a doubt. But if the Rangers players are playing up to their potential with effort, you could see what happens. Chris Kreider by himself can take over a hockey game. Mika Zibanejad can take over a hockey game. Artemi Panarin, with 40 minutes of fucking power play time, should be able to take over a series. That's what he gets paid to do. I don't care about defense. I don't care about his goals against. I I don't care about that. He has to put the puck in the net. He has to have, in a seven-game series, 14 fucking points. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what he gets paid to do. McDavid can do it. Austin Matthews is producing. And if you look at all the teams that are successful, their star players get the job done. And it doesn't have to be every single game. But Joe Pavelski came back from injury. He had himself a four-goal night. Did they win the hockey game? No. But that's a guy that shows up. That's a guy that's bringing his lunch pail to work and showing up because he's got a fucking hockey game to play. And we'll get into the comments because, or all the comments from the players because today was, you know, getaway day and all the interviews happened. And, you know, I want, you know, everything to come out. And Andy and I will discuss all the rumors, the arguments behind closed doors and blah, 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 blah. But I also blame an owner in James Dolan. Dolan decided he wants Patrick Kane because he wants to sell jerseys. He wants the the you know the the the, the back page of the of the Times, New York Times. But guess what? Or the Post, I should say. But guess what? Kane's hip was broken. We knew it. We all knew it. Anyone who really desperately wanted Kane thought that was the missing piece. You're a fool. I told you you were a fool. But I got on the board. I got on that Kane train. I thought, you know what? Maybe they're seeing something I don't. And I'll give him credit. He was the best player in the NHL for two weeks leading up to the trade. I'll give him that. But he was broken down. We all saw it. I felt like his heart was there. His effort was there. But there was just nothing he could do against a fast team. I thought if we maybe we got out of this series, he could be a little bit more beneficial on the power play, maybe against a less aggressive team. But that was the wrong move at the trade deadline. You have to see that. You were blinded by a career of a guy who, who was dominant 10 years ago when he was 25 years old, when he was showtime. But he hasn't been that guy for a while. And the points are there, that's great. But he slowed down. He's a guy that, you know, is at the tail end of his career. We needed someone with grit, someone with speed, someone with tenacity, someone with a fucking attitude. Bertuzzi was available. We could have gotten him. Or if you really wanted to go down the defensive route, we could have gotten Orlov from, you know, who went to Boston, those two guys. And you can make the case, well, they went and got those two guys and they failed. Yeah, they did fail. They failed big time. But Bergeron was hurt. They have excuses. 
And you know what? They ran into what I personally think right now, maybe the best player in the game is Matthew Kachuk. The guy's a fucking gamer. And he's a game changer. And he's exactly what you want. Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider, Kane, Tarasenko, Hedl, Kako, Lafreniere. He's what you, he is what you want those guys to be. And that's the problem. Those guys are not those guys. They're soft. They're slow. They want the play to come to them. There's nobody on our team, on our forwards, that are going to go out and make it happen. There's none of that. And then you get back into the defense. Truba's too slow. He's just not skilled enough to make up for his lack of speed. Fox, the poor guy, he's a passer, he's a playmaker. But when your forwards have no system and nobody's willing to work hard to get open, and even if you puck, dump the puck in deep, no one's going to go after it, Fox is left out to dry. Miller exposed 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 but you know what miller has a purpose here i tell you what he is going to be the piece that you trade along with panarin to get him the fuck out of town it sucks that it has to be that way but keandre miller man oh man if we don't get a skills coach in here and we keep that player we are in trouble because against the fast team he is just putrid he can't keep up he can't make decisions he can't move the puck he gets beat and burnt. He gets lost. And I know he's getting supposedly better, but it was pointed out to me, forget by who, maybe Frank, but ever since that spitting incident, Keandre Miller has not been the same Miller. He's not been the same guy. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem because these core pieces are supposed to be the next generation, the next wave of players to come in and keep us relevant. Kako's our best guy, best younger player in the, in the playoffs. And he stunk. He wasn't that great. He was slow. He was, you know, indecisive at times. It's great that he can, you know, kind of body a player and, and carry it around the perimeter. But if, if there's not a fight to the net and a drive to the net and a scoring chance, you're worthless. And it's, pro- it's not all him. It's not just any individual player. It's the collective group. For sure, without a doubt. But it's just, it's so heartbreaking and disgusting that none of these guys could rise to the occasion. Nobody could rise to the challenge, challenge of game three and score an overtime goal or score a power play goal with, what, seven minutes left to go in that game in game three? At home, power play. The series basically on the line. You win three in a row. They're not going to beat you four in a row. The odds of that are crazy. You have a chance to put them away, and they don't. Nobody does it. Nobody showed up except Igor. And then you, you lose a tough game in overtime, and you rebound at home by getting blown to bits. And then they return home, and they blow you out of the fucking stadium. They blow you out of the Prudential Center. And then you come home and you get a decent game, a really good game from Chris Kreider. The best game he's probably had as a New York Ranger. And what does he do in Game 7? Game 6 was his best game as a New York Ranger. 
Game 7 might have been his worst game as a New York Ranger. Explain the fucking madness of that statement. This is a guy you thought was going to be captain. This guy's the leader. This guy's the locker room guy. This guy's breaking up fights. He deserves to be here. Why? Because we get one good game out of him, one 50-goal scoring year, and we just bow down our knees and, and, and thank him? You, sir, you heard him after this. Minus four? One shot on goal? Minus four with one shot on goal in game seven. Does that sound like a captain or a leader of a Stanley Cup team? Did that happen to, to Jonathan Taze? No. Sidney Crosby? No. Alex Ovechkin? No. It's, he's not at that level. How does Jacob Truba have five shots on goal and fucking Kreider has one? He played almost 20 minutes. Mika Zibanejad. Mika March. On fire. April comes around. April comes around. Nothing. Missing people all over Instagram. Have you seen Mika? Please call this number. Please contact MSG if you've seen Mika. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, even without the customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. 
Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping, and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Plus, their earbuds have features such as earbud tap functions, customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, and more. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We want to go forward with this guy? Minus three? Three shots on goal? Three? Played over 20 minutes? Over four minutes, four and a half minutes, over four and a half minutes on the power play. Three shots on goal. <laughs> you want to go with them, you can. Should we bring Tarasenko back? Minus three. Three shots on goal. Over four minutes of power play time in a game seven. This is who we trust. Panarin. Two shots on goal. Almost 20 minutes of uh, time on ice. Four minutes and 25 seconds on the power play. He's got two shots on goal the whole game. $11.6 million. Zero goals, zero assists, minus one, two shots on goal, and one giveaway. That's who you want as your core. Are those guys? I don't know, man. I really don't know. And whatever happened to the kid line? Remember that? Remember those guys? Whatever happened to them? Remember how good they were in the playoffs last year? I wish we had those guys back. Oh, we do. Well, we do. But they stink now all of a sudden. Guido signs a contract. Plays 11 minutes. Everyone's saying, oh, good. We got now. Listen, I love the contract. But looking back now, I don't really love anybody on this team. I really don't. Up front, who are you in love with? Two, I mean, t- listen, Tarasenko and Kane, take them out of the picture. They're not, they're not real New York Rangers. They, they are part of the core, but they're the outside core. Because they're realistically, they're probably not going to be here next year, so I'm not going to really focus on them. But Panarin, Mika, and Kreider, you know? And then Lafreniere and Kako and Hedl. Those are supposed to be your guys. Those are supposed to be your guys, our guys. Do you trust any of them to win you a Stanley Cup? Do you trust any of them to win you a series? Do you trust any of them to take over and win you a game? Kreider was the only one that I can actually say. Game six, Kreider took over. That was the best game I've seen him play. He was passing the puck. He was aggressive. He was going in straight lines and not ring turns. He was being aggressive. He was doing what you should do in the playoffs. And good on him. 
for one game. Can you trust him for a series? No. Zero goals, zero assists, minus four, one shot on goal, and three hits. That's what his stat line is on NHL.com. You can't trust them. And I would argue, if you look at the New Jersey Devils, none of their stars blew us away. They didn't have a, a one particular player take over the series. I mean, maybe you can make the case for Schmeed, but to be honest with you, I felt like I could play goalie for the New Jersey Devils. Some of the shots they were throwing at. You could have gotten the e-bug in there. And they probably would have pitched the shutout. I think at one point I asked Dave, I go, Dave, after two periods, name our top three scoring chances. He fucking looked at me like the game didn't start yet. How can I name? There weren't any. There weren't, there was like maybe a little flurry that we had, a shot. It just, it just blew my mind. But you know what? You know, he sure, quiet. Hughes, quiet, you know, you can even say Dougie Hamilton, quiet. But this is their quiet game. Nico Heischer, he had an assist. He was a plus two, three shots on goals, two hits, a couple giveaways. But he also had a couple takeaways. And he was over 50% in the dot. Take it, not bad for a quiet game. You know, you go to Hughes, he had an assist, plus one. Two shots on goal, you know, a couple giveaways and a takeaway over 20 minutes. Not his best game, but guess what? He got an assist. It, it just, it, it go, and then they get guys that stepped up. Palat, guy who's won a cup. Playoff Palat. Arguably won them the game. Two assists, plus two. He only had a shot on goal. Only a hit. Couple block shots. Couple takeaways. <laughs> I, I, what do you do? What do you do? They get guys that step up. McLeod scores a fucking first goal in 78 million games. Stepped up. Paula stepped up. Brat stepped up. Tatar stepped up. That second wave, that second group, their fucking quote-unquote kid line players stepped up. The Stanley Cup experience, the Stanley Cup playoff experience, this is why you got him. Palat stepped up. Goudreau, nothing. Goudreau in the fourth line, they were getting hemmed at points. It, it was just dis- disgusting what the fourth line did. At times, they were, they were getting embarrassed on the ice because they just couldn't keep up. Those have to be difference makers. That was supposed to be our strong suit. Top to bottom four lines, if you looked on paper, it's like, wow, we should fucking dominate. We didn't, but why? Why did it not look like we had any effort? You know, you look at Timo Meyer. The guy hasn't done anything anything on the score sheet but he's in every fucking scrum the guy's skating his fucking tail off he's running in the zones head down kamikaze he doesn't give a fuck that guy just wants to win a hockey game 
And although he didn't do anything in the score sheet, it'd be tough to find a Devils fan that doesn't like his game or like what he's doing or like what he had to do against the New York Rangers. Siegenthaler, excellent. Marino, just a fucking huge piece and a huge pickup for the Devils. Ex-Pittsburgh Penguins knows how to play the game the right way. Two assists, two points, plus four. 22 minutes and 16 seconds of ice time. Over four minutes of penalty killing where he didn't give up a single thing. The guy's a fucking beast. Excellent game from him. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I mean, obviously, we got to assess what the environment is, uh, you know, the next few days after these meetings and stuff comes out about this team. But we are in trouble if we keep this core together. I said it all season. I got, I was nervous about them. I'm still nervous to this day on what we're going to do to get out of some of these bigger contracts. But Andy and I will get into more of, uh, you know, this, these, uh, you know, these meetings, these rumors, the fighting behind closed doors between management. Drury will discuss and what his future is. If he's just a fucking, if he's not going to speak up against Dolan on why he doesn't want these players like Kane here, then he's not the GM for us in the future. We'll talk about all of this next podcast for sure. Um, everyone, enjoy your week. Enjoy your Thursday. Hopefully Friday goes quick. You get the weekend. Um, Devils, Carolina, that one's going to be a tough one to watch. It's going to be a tough one to watch. But here we are, knocked out, game seven. And I think every one of us, the fans, for wanting Kane, for us not booing, for us not showing up, you know, for game, um, for game, you know, five. Maybe if we showed up in droves, we could have blown, you know, their fan base out of the fucking building and given our boys a little spark. It's all our fault. We're all taking blame. I'm taking blame. Yeah, maybe if I put a little bit more forth effort into this podcast, it would be all over New York sports media. Jury would listen, Dolan would listen, and they'd listen to what I had to say and, and, and they'd heed my warning. But here we are. We're all losers today. We're all losers. Each and every one of us. From James Dolan to Drury to Gallant to our roster. To the fan base. 2022-2023 season. After going to the Eastern Conference Final. After improving our team. Here we are. First round exit to our rivals in seven games. Two shutouts. We should all be ashamed. We should all want better. We deserve better. We'll get into this more next podcast when Andy's back. Everyone, enjoy your Thursday, your Friday, your weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. 
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.